beautiful souls. Welcome to the Awakening Hour, a podcast for spiritual beings navigating this human experience. I'm your host, Reverend Melissa Ketchum, also known as the Nomadic Minister. Come with me on this epic journey and let's get lit from within. Hello, beautiful souls. I hope this finds you blessed and abundant in all the ways that are important and relevant to you. As I'm prepping for the Conscious Creators Women's Retreat on February 25th here in Mankato, it has me thinking about all of the wonderful retreat experiences that I've been on and helped facilitate in the past several years. I feel that retreat is such a valuable investment into ourselves and our soul's exploration. And I've created this very unique retreat experience to really allow us to connect to our unique genius and our creative expression so that we can manifest lives that are just in highest alignment with our dreams and our goals and desires for this life. I feel that anything is possible for each and every one of us. As we serve an infinite creator, we tap into this abundant resource that allows us expansive creative abilities. And in this retreat, I'm really excited to tap into that. So as I've been designing this retreat and really reflecting on the past experiences I've had, a very special experience comes to mind. And that is my experience on retreat in the most magical place, in my opinion, in the United States, Crestone, Colorado. So I'd like to share with you how I manifested this amazing retreat opportunity and how I essentially spent the entire pandemic on, I'd say, a soul discovery retreat. As someone who loves to do the work of exploring her soul's depth, I highly encourage anyone who's never been on spiritual retreat to take the time and invest in this experience. It doesn't necessarily have to be my retreats, but a retreat that calls to you. It is such a worthwhile experience to allow for more clarity, to allow for healing, and of course, to allow for inspiration to flow through. This Conscious Creators Retreat that I am creating at this time is through my business, Huxley and Murr. So if you are curious on how you can connect to future retreats that I help facilitate and host, feel free to like us on Facebook and Instagram at Huxley and Murr, and I'll leave that information in the show notes, of course. Because this is my passion and this is a dream to assist others in coming home to the truth of who they are through spiritual retreat. On last week's episode, Five Reasons to Take the Leap of Faith, 
I talk about how important it is to take a trust ball into the arms of the universe. It helps build our faith muscles. It gives us courage and our convictions. And it really allows us to trust the process and trust the divine as we really just move towards what it is that we desire in this life. So I'd love to share one of my favorite manifestations to this date, one of my favorite adventures, and one of the best investments that I have ever made into myself and to my spiritual practice, and of course, as I mentioned, my soul's exploration. It was the weekend after Thanksgiving in 2018. And I was at my sister and brother-in-law's home in St. Louis Park, Minnesota. I was listening to one of my favorite podcasts at the time, Lightworkers Lounge. I love being connected to my woo-woo side of spirituality and really this exploration and this discovery of what the divine means to me. And so I feel that I will continually be a lifelong learner and explorer of different spiritual practices and religions and, of course, ancient truths. As I breaked in between my podcast binge, my brother-in-law, Adam, brought up a unique podcast that they had been listening to lately. It was called Up and Vanished. It was a true crime about a woman who went missing in a small town called Crestone, Colorado. He knew I wouldn't be interested in the true crime portion, but he brought it up because he thought that I would be interested to hear about this small mountain town. It was a spiritual mecca, unlike anything that I had ever heard of. Curious to know more, I pulled up Crestone on my Google search. Surprisingly, although I had lived in Denver for almost six years, I had never once heard of this town. There were talks of vortexes and UFO sightings and 20-plus spiritual centers that resided in this small town. The more I dove into researching Crestone, the more I yearned to spend time on retreat there. In my research, I had found that in the late 70s, a man nicknamed the prophet had knocked on the door of a woman's home named Hannah Strong. Hannah's husband had just invested in two million acres of land within the Southwest United States. And this land included the spiritual Mecca of Crestone, Colorado. Of course, it wasn't considered a spiritual Mecca at that time. The prophet had explained that Hana was destined to bring all of the world's spiritual traditions and ancient truths together to demonstrate how the world could live simply and peacefully through evolved living lifestyle practices. And these practices encouraged no waste, recycling and repurposing, living off of the land, off-grid, 
and developing innovative and sustainable building techniques. The intention of this highly evolved community was to work at the highest aspect of developing the human spirit and culture. Crestone was destined to bring forth a new civilization that is highly evolved spiritually. This area within the San Luis Valley was considered the sacred center of the entire North American continent. It was visited by many Native American tribes for healing ceremonies and rest and rejuvenation many, many, many years ago. Even shamans would visit the area to do their own healing work and introspection. The energy of the region was prime for spontaneous healing and evolution of the spirit. What I loved was that they considered it the bloodless valley because there was no bloodshed between these native tribes. What I found fascinating about this story was that the prophet had prophesied that a real estate company would invest in Crestone, building infrastructure, electricity, water lines, etc. But that real estate company would fail, losing out on about $300 million. What I found interesting about this story was that the prophet had prophesied that a real estate company would invest in Crestone, building infrastructure, electricity, water lines, etc. But that real estate company would fail, losing about $30 million. But their failure contributed to the success of the true purpose which was to bring in these spiritual centers from all over the world because they wouldn't be able to afford this development on their own. Hannah Strong had created a foundation that would gift these spiritual centers land to build upon. And the only requirement was that they be of an unbroken lineage. So within this small mountain town, you can receive some of the highest level of spiritual teaching. These temples and spiritual centers rested on the foothills of the Sang de Cristo mountain range, meaning the blood of Christ. Crestone is indeed a spiritual playground of the world's ancient truths. I find this extremely fascinating, and being the spiritual seeker that I am, I knew that I was indeed destined to visit Crestone. Okay, now that we geeked out a little bit about the formation of this magical place and all the synchronicities and occurrences that aligned in order for this community to be built, let's get back to the signs and synchronicities that occurred within my own experience as I was led on this path of manifesting my personal retreat. A couple hours after hearing about the town of Crestone and doing a little research, I began listening to my podcast again. The host of the podcast had mentioned how she just got back from retreat from Crestone, Colorado. As someone who really taps into and looks for the signs and synchronicities that the universe gives us, 
I was blown away. As I mentioned, I lived in Denver for six years. Not once did I hear about Crestone. And then hearing about it two times in one day blew my mind. I knew, I knew this was a sign and I knew that I had to visit Crestone. So at the beginning of 2019, I made my intentions very clear to the universe that yes, I was indeed listening. So I set the intention to experience a month long retreat at the Crestone Mountain Zen Center. I had felt really just called to explore Buddhism and I had visited their website multiple times and I really aligned with their zero carbon campus goal and their stewardship to the land and of course their vegetarian cuisine as being a vegetarian most of my life. And keep in mind, as I wrote this intention, I was working a full-time job, nine to five, Monday through Friday. And I had like two weeks paid vacation that I was already planning to use on a family trip to Norway that spring. So as I wrote that intention, it basically seemed impossible, I guess you could say, that it would come into fruition. But I did it anyway, and I trust the signs and synchronicities, and I just surrendered to this opportunity. When it comes to manifesting and really just goal setting, I talk about exploring what stepping stones you need to take in order to make your desired manifestation a reality. I reached out to the Zen Center just to express interest and explore the cost and criteria of staying on retreat. I remember just scribbling a few notes onto a piece of paper and just setting it aside in a drawer. I decided that since I had never meditated at an actual Buddhist center, that before I went on this retreat, I would enroll in a five-week Shambhala Buddhism course in a temple in Minneapolis just so I would be equipped with the proper protocol and reverence to really participate in something like this. I drove an hour and a half every Tuesday after work for five weeks. I would go and indulge in this Shambhala Buddhism course, learning how to meditate the proper way, I suppose. And then I would spend the night at my sister and brother-in-law's. And then the next morning, I'd wake up super, super early and drive back to Mankato and go to work. I wanted to be ready for whenever my manifestation became a reality. And this is where I truly was acting as if I was going to go on this spiritual retreat. I was preparing myself in so many ways to be able to sit in silence in Zazen at the Crestone Mountain Zen Center. So as I continued prepping for this retreat that I didn't have secured or totally planned, I just kept seeing the signs and synchronicities. 
I remember one night I was watching HGTV with my mom, and they were showcasing a home in Crestone of all places. The universe just kept pointing me in this direction, and I had the awareness to notice the signs. And I think that's key. Keep your eyes peeled. Keep your soul open to the guidance. And really follow the breadcrumbs that the universe is leaving for you. So we moved through a cold Minnesota winter and I completed my course at the Shambhala Buddhism Center. And it was springtime and I was cleaning out my studio space and I had come across that paper with my notes regarding my intended stay at the Crestone Mountain Zen Center. That exact same day, I received an email from the guest manager at the Crestone Mountain Zen Center, and he was following up on my call from earlier that year. He had mentioned that they were accepting work trade opportunities during their retreat season, which essentially meant that you get room and board and meals, and of course teachings, if you assist on their staff during their busiest time of the year, which is summer during retreat. I thought it was mind-blowing, but of course I wasn't exactly shocked that another, that another synchronicity had occurred to align me with this beautiful manifestation that I was participating in. In the meantime, what unfolded really allowed me to create the space for this dream to come true and to help nurture another dream. So I had created my events and lifestyle brand, which is Huxley and Murr, as I was working my nine to five job. And I decided that it was time to go all in on this business. So I put in my notice at my safe and cozy nine to five. And on the last day of my job, I paid off my student loans and I left with a little bit of savings, but a dream to really become the entrepreneur that I've always dreamt to be. And since I was my own boss, this left the time and the space for me to retreat. So of course I said yes to a two week stay at the Crestone Mountain Zen Center on work trade. So I geared up to go on this grand adventure as a new entrepreneur and a spiritual seeker, I packed my bags and spent two weeks at the Crestone Mountain Zen Center during their retreat season, learning and growing in so many ways spiritually. I learned about monastic Zen practice and meditation under the resident teacher Zenki Dilo Roshi. And we hosted an amazing yoga group from Miami. Not only did I learn about Zen, but I learned the inner workings of producing and supporting a retreat space on a larger scale. I participated in the daily life of the Crestone Mountain Zen Center, which included several periods of Zazen meditation, waking up at four in the morning and meditating. We did sutra chanting, 
and morning and afternoon, soji, which was communal cleaning of the temples and the space. There was time for study. And we did weekly Dharma talks and discussion groups and had the opportunity for Dokasan, which was a meeting with the resident teacher, Zenki Dilo Roshi. I had really loved the structure and the discipline that it took to meditate and to cultivate this type of practice. As somebody who gets a little airy-fairy and go with the flow, it was really great for me to tap into this side of myself. And it was really necessary in creating balance of both what I would consider a masculine energy and a feminine energy. And of course, we all have both within us. And so it really kept me well-rounded and I really started to reap the benefits of a meditation practice, of a zazen practice. I was seeing that my gifts were heightened, my intuition was heightened, and I had more clarity in decision-making. And what's beautiful about a meditation practice is it really allows you to separate yourself from your ego and to be with your soul's essence, to become one with the divine within. It became a very immersive way to embody this practice. As I retreated in Crestone, I began to fall in love with the peace and the serenity and the quiet of this sacred, sacred space. I loved waking up to the beautiful sunrises and watching the exquisite sunsets. As I studied at the Zen Center, of course I would explore the other spiritual centers that were just down the road. I would venture over to the Haida Kandi Universal Ashram as I engaged in kirtan, fire ceremonies, and all that they had to offer. I got to visit the sacred stupa sites. I walked many labyrinths. I got to see a ziggurat, which is a structure modeled on the temples of ancient Babylon. I visited monasteries, temples, I got to meet Tibetan lamas and New Age gurus and Buddhist masters. Visiting these sacred sites and experiencing these teachers and the energy of this land really did initiate a transformation within. And I truly felt that I was healing in so many different ways that I couldn't comprehend. And what I loved about Crestone was the ancient sacred wisdom that was available at your fingertips. As an interfaith minister, I love to explore, as I mentioned, these world religions and ancient truths. And it felt, in a way, like a spiritual playground. Tapping into the resources of these teachers and their teachings and this community that honored and celebrated an interfaith existence. They truly celebrated humanity and the vision for our future of connection and co-creation. 
I have decided that this summer I will be taking a group of women out to Crestone to experience the spontaneous healings of the area. It'll be a trip of a lifetime. We'll enjoy some adventuring to the Great Sand Dunes National Park. We'll spend time at the hot springs. We'll do some exploring of the land and of the spiritual centers and landmarks. We'll have healing sound baths, meditation, and sacred circles. And of course, you'll have some time to do exploration on your own. This will be an opportunity you won't want to miss. I'm currently taking applications for this retreat, so if you'd like to apply, please send an email to hello at huxleymer.com to express your interest and receive the application. I'm so excited to offer this transformational experience at a place that has given me so, so much healing. I hope that you will consider joining us on this epic, epic adventure. You are so worth investing in and you are so very loved. So thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning into episode 13. Until next time, beloveds, sending you all of my love. I'd like to thank you from my whole heart for listening to today's episode. If you have any topics you'd like me to cover, any questions about this episode, or if you'd like to work with me personally, please send an email to melissa at gildedheartcoaching.com. I look forward to hearing from you. In the meantime, stay weird and wonderful, my friends.